This is The Widow Podcast, and I am Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I'll be supporting you through the loss of your life partner so you can find a more positive way through your grief. I want to give you hope after loss and to know that when you are ready, you can create a meaningful life for yourself with the help of me, Karen Sutton, and The Widow Podcast. Hello and welcome back to The Widow Podcast with me, Karen Sutton. I wanted to talk a little bit in this episode about grief and how we can weave in some joy. I get asked so many times, how do I go about finding joy in my grief? Or I'm unable to find joy in my grief. I don't want to feel any joy in my grief because I shouldn't because I'm grieving and how will that look and what will other people think and what does that mean? There's so much around this. It's such a huge topic and it's something that comes up a lot in my program, Finding Hope in Widowhood, um, because I really think actually that cultivating some joy, not only is it possible, but it is absolutely necessary in our healing journey to find moments of joy. But it's difficult, right? Because we live in a society where we believe that positive and negative emotions cancel each other out. There's a belief that if we are sad, if we are grieving, we have to look like that. And we have an understanding that grief only looks like sadness and tears and pain and despair and fear. And of course it does. It does mean all those things, but it also means so much more than that. You know, I talk about it so often in the program about how we learn so much about ourselves when we are grieving. We have to grow around it. We have to create something around our grief that is meaningful to us, that brings in peace, joy, contentment, balance, fulfillment, purpose, love, connection, all of those things. And it's not an either or situation. They are two sides of the same coin. We need to be able to experience all of our emotions. And that includes what we would label as positive and negative. Again, I do a lot about this in my program, that the labeling of emotions causes us so much extra suffering that if we can remove those labels, we give ourselves permission to feel everything and accept what is rather than giving them a label of some sort. So in grief, we really do have to learn to hold space for both. We can feel both at the same time. You know, it's you think of it, it's like light and dark, night and day, the sun and the moon. They, they both have to exist for each other to exist. Do you see what I mean? And in life, 
you know, we are feeling beings. We experience a whole range of feelings and emotions in our lives, in our days, in our moments. And it doesn't change when we are grieving. I was speaking to the lovely Marie, Maria Lessie in, in her podcast. And she very beautifully said that before our person died, you know, and we were living a good life and we were relatively happy. We had moments, we had days where we felt flat. We were a little bit low. We weren't feeling particularly happy. Things felt hard. Things felt challenging. And we accepted that. That was okay. We kind of go, all right, well, I can't always be happy. This is, you know, this is how it is sometimes. I'll, I'll bounce back. However, we don't give ourselves that same grace, that same permission when we are grieving. We don't recognize that when we are grieving, we cannot possibly live in that grief permanently because it is exhausting. We need some lightness. We need some breathing space. We need a distraction. We need moments of joy, of peace, of contentment. It's a balancing act of rebuilding, of reimagining, of recreating, relearning, whilst also navigating our grief, our loss, and figuring out how we honour our person and take them forward with us. It's not about leaving them behind. And recognising, you know, two opposing emotions can coexist. We all know the expression bittersweet. It has been around for so long. I don't know when it was created, but, you know, we always recognize that some moments can be bittersweet. There's part of it that's magical and amazing and lovely and heartwarming and beautiful. There's also a part of it that's sad and heavy, filled with regret and the what ifs. And we can allow space for both because a lot of our lives become bittersweet. And it's acknowledging that both exist, that both are okay, and and not blocking yourself, depriving yourself of seeing the good, of feeling the good, of experiencing those lighter, brighter moments. They're important. They are necessary. They are part of your healing journey. But we do hold ourselves back from it. We tell ourselves stories. We attach meaning to the fact that if we feel joy, I'm not grieving properly. I'm betraying my person. I don't love them enough. There's so much in it. And we we create this meaning, this story, and we tell it to ourselves over and over again. It becomes our truth and we believe it. When actually, is that true? Because you have a moment of joy, a moment of laughter, a moment of peace, does that mean you don't love your person anymore? Of course it doesn't. Would you think like that if they were alive? Do you think, you know, of all the people that are still here, and if you're not thinking of them 24-7, if you're not devoting all of your time and energy to the people around you, does that mean that you you don't love them enough? That you're not playing your role out well enough? No, of course it doesn't. There's so much going on and there's so much we we have to learn to make space for. But also recognising where we may be adding to our suffering and causing ourselves more harm and blocking ourselves from these moments. 
because we're making them mean something they don't mean. Grief is here forever. It's not going anywhere. It can't go anywhere. We, we, we take it with us. Like I say, we are building a life around it. We are learning to carry it forward with us more peacefully, more lightly, so that we can remember our person with more love than pain. And we are absolutely able to do that. And giving ourselves permission to feel joy is a wonderful gift to yourself. It's an act of kindness, an act of self-love, an act of self-care. Knowing that it doesn't take anything away from you, it doesn't diminish or minimize your, your loss or your love for your person in any way. I think a lot of the time, and I certainly felt this after Simon died, that I believed that my pain was what attached me to Simon, was what kept me connected to him. And I remember even saying it out loud to people that it's okay. It's okay that I feel this pain. I'm I'm absolutely fine with it because that means I still love Simon. I thought that was the only way I could still love him if he was no longer here. And I've convinced myself of that. And I even said it out loud to many people. But it's not the pain that attaches you to your person. There's so many other things that attach you to your person. They live on within you, the ways we honor them, the things that we do with our lives, the choices that we make, our values, who we want to be, the learnings. You know, it's about taking the best parts of them and being that for ourselves, living our lives in the best way that we can talking to them, going to their favourite place, eating their favourite meal, creating things out of their clothes, bears, pillows, tablecloths, whatever it is that that you need to do, having jewellery made out of of their ashes, tattoos. There's so many ideas, there's so many things that allow us to stay connected to our person that we take forward. But it's not the pain that attaches us, that connects us. And it's allowing ourselves to understand that and allow ourselves to experience moments where the pain isn't quite so intense without making it mean that we don't love our person enough, that we're not grieving in the right way. There is no right way. There's no wrong way. There is just your way. And your way will look very different to my way. And and that's absolutely okay. But I think what's important is that we remember that, yes, there are going to be some very dark, heavy days, but there are also going to be some lighter, brighter days. And when we think about joy, and I think this this is interesting because when I ask people, what does joy mean to you? They haven't really thought about it. And we often associate joy with a really heightened state, that moment when we are living our best lives, we are dancing on the tables, we are singing at the top of our voices, we are having the time of our lives. Like That's what we imagine joy to be. We're doing something, there's high adrenaline, there's lots of laughter, lots of fun. And that used to be my interpretation of joy before Simon died. You know, I loved a big night out with my friends, like drinking myself into some kind of 
stupid state and singing and dancing and laughing and staying out to the early hours of the morning. That was utter joy. My joy has changed so much. That doesn't bring me any joy anymore. I miss it. I miss being the person that did have that kind of joy in their lives and was able to lose themselves in those moments, but I can't. I can't. It doesn't work in the same way for me anymore. My moments of joy are much smaller. They're much quieter. They are being by the sea. They are being by water. They are being out in nature. They are stillness, peace, tranquility, connection, spending quality time with people that I love, doing things that nurture my soul. I love exercising. I love walking. I love sitting in the sunshine. I love my favorite coffee from the coffee shop. I love walking my dog. I love listening to an, a motivational, inspiring podcast. The feeling that gives me utter joy. I love driving somewhere by myself and listening to a podcast or putting on some music and, and just being with my thoughts. They are my moments of joy. So they're entirely different. So I invite you to explore joy. And if you don't know what it looks like for you now, try different things. Get out and about. Do something different. Go somewhere different. And just allow yourself to feel what you need to feel without the judgment, without the expectation. And if it feels nice, if you feel a bit lighter, a bit brighter, it perks you up. That's where your joy is. Do more of that and it will grow and it will flourish. But notice it. We've got to create this awareness. So give yourself permission. You are allowed to have moments of joy, whatever that looks like for you. Don't hold yourself back from it. It doesn't take anything away from you. Acknowledge that joy may mean something completely different now. They may be smaller moments. And that's absolutely fine. But really think about what does joy mean? Where can you find it? If you don't know, get out, try something. Doing something creative is a wonderful thing to do because it switches off our thinking brain. So drawing, puzzles, coloring, any kind of artwork, going to a pottery class, knitting, crocheting, um, just, just something that you have to focus on and think about that takes you away from your thinking brain. Really, really good for us and, and can bring us really wonderful moments of, of joy. Find a friend for joy. We all have different strengths. We're all able to, to bring something different to the table. You will have some friends that are really good listeners. You'll have some friends that are quite practical and support you in that way. You'll have some friends that maybe help you out with childcare. Find a friend that maybe will help you with your moments of joy. Maybe you're quite adventurous. Maybe you'd like to try something new. Maybe you want to go paddleboarding or rock climbing or abseiling or you know, zip wires. I, I don't know, but think about what you'd like to do, what you'd like to try and find somebody that's up for it and wants to go along and do those things too. And please, please, please create that awareness around when you may be judging yourself or creating a story around a situation that might not be true and give yourself permission to lean into whatever is showing up for you. 
whether that's the sadness, the pain, the hurt, or there are lighter moments where you find yourself laughing, where you find yourself having fun, where you find yourself just feeling a little bit more at peace. Accept that for what it is. Know that it's a wonderful feeling. Embrace it. Don't place anything on it that isn't true. Grief and joy absolutely live side by side. And if we block ourselves from having those moments of joy, we are holding ourselves in a place of discomfort for a much longer time. And we are blocking ourselves from taking those steps forward towards a brighter future, which is essentially what we want to be doing. Now, if you want some more help and support with this, I am here. I have a membership, which is very low cost. We meet three to four times a month. It really is a wonderful place to be with other people who get it. We have conversations about all things grief and widowhood. We have guest speakers. We have a book club and we have many more ideas to to bring into it. And it really is wonderful. So if you would like to come and be part of a supportive community of people who get it, where actually we have some wonderful moments of joy together, we really do, that we have such a giggle on some of our sessions. And, And there's tears too, because the two live side by side. But I invite you to come and join us. It's called Remember. It's on my website, karensutton.co.uk, and you can come and join wherever you are in the world, wherever you are in your journey, however old you are, whatever your circumstances, you are welcome. And you can stay for as long or as little as you like, whatever works best for you. But you don't have to do this alone. And sometimes by surrounding ourselves with other people who understand that going through a similar journey It helps us in so many ways. It really is so powerful. That community, that connection, that validation that everything you're experiencing is natural. I hope that's been of some help. Let me know where you find your moments of joy. I would love to hear from you. I'm sending you lots of love as always, and I will see you again next time on The Widow Podcast. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Widow Podcast with me, Karen Sutton. If you would like to be part of a supportive community of people who understand your grief, come and join my free Facebook group, Widowed and Rising, and make sure you tune in to the next episode of The Widow Podcast.